Welcome to Zichru Daf Simanim. I'm Rabbi Avram Goldar, and there is Zacharias Baba Kama Daf Chav Beis. The second parakeets at a regal. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Rabbi Yochanan says Ishol Mishum Chitzav. One's fire is his responsibility for damages because it's considered his arrows, meaning his direct force. Rish Lakish says Ishol Mishum Mamono. One's fire is his responsibility because it's considered his property, which damage. Rishakish argues, His arrows travel through his force, whereas fire travels on its own, so it cannot be considered his arrows. Ryokan argues, Property has substance, but this fire has no substance and cannot be considered his property. Rishakish is challenged from the previous mission, which taught that a dog which lit grain on fire with someone else's coal pays half damages for the grain. In a fire is considered one's force, the owner is responsible for his dog's damages, but pays half damages because fire damages are its roros. But according to Reish Lakish, he should be exempt since the coal was not his. The Gemara explains that the dog tossed the coal onto the grain and pays half damages for the spot it landed as roros and is exempt from the remainder of the grain. Pointing to Reish Lakish is challenged from another Mishnah. A is a Gadish, one who sets fire to a heap of grain. And there was a goat bound to it and a slave near it, and they were all burned. He must pay for the grain and goat, for although the slave died from his fire, and one cannot be liable for murder and monetary damages for the same act, he is not responsible for the slave's death, who could have run away. Now, if the slave was bound and the goat was not, he is exempt from payment because he is responsible for killing the slave, which carries the death penalty. If fire is considered one's force, he's understandably responsible for the murder and exempt from paying. But if it's viewed as his property damaging, why should he be exempt from paying for the grain and goat? The Gemara answers, The cases where he set fire directly to the slave's body and killed him, so his liability for the murder exempts him from payment. Although this seems obvious, the Gemara explains the case is, where the goat belongs to one person and the slave to another person. Although the two punishments stem from different owners, he's still exempt from paying. And point number three, Reish Lakish is challenged from another Mishnah. One who sets a fire through a deaf mute, an insane person, or a minor, meaning he handed them a fire and a damage, is exempt from paying Medine Adam in the laws of man, meaning Basin does not force him to pay, but is morally obligated to pay. Now, if fire is considered one's force, it's understood that he's put to because it's the Heresh's action which spread the fire. But if fire is considered his property, he should be liable here, just as if he would leave his ox with an incompetent person. The Gemara answers that Rishwak should explain that he's only exempt in this Mishnah, when he handed the Heresh a coal, which was not a ready damaging force, and the Heresh fanned it into a flame. If he handed him a flame, he would indeed be liable because, by Hezekah, the damage is certain to occur. Rabbi Yochanan exempts him even if he gave the Cherish a flame because Safta the Cherish Kagarim. It's the Cherish's grasp, meaning his control, which caused the damage and would only be liable if he handed him fire and tinder. So once again, the three points are number one. Rabbi Yochanan says, Isho Mishum Chitzav. Once fire is his responsibility for damages because it's considered his arrows, meaning his direct force. Rish Rakish says, Isho Mishum Mamono. Once fire is his responsibility because it's considered his property, which damage. Rishakish argues, His arrows travel through his force, whereas fire travels on its own, so it cannot be considered his arrows. Ryokan argues, Property has substance, but this fire has no substance and cannot be considered his property. Rishakish is challenged from the previous mission, which taught that a dog which lit grain on fire with someone else's coal pays half damages for the grain. In a fire is considered one's force, the owner is responsible for his dog's damages, but pays half damages because fire damages are its roros. But according to Reish Lakish, he should be exempt since the coal was not his. 
The Gemara explains that the dog tossed the coal onto the grain and Pesach damages for the spot it landed as Sororos and is exempt from the remainder of the grain. Pointing to Rish Lakish is challenged from another Mishnah. Hamadrik is Hagadish, one who sets fire to a heap of grain. And there was a goat bound to it and a slave near it, and they were all burned. He must pay for the grain and goat, for although the slave died from his fire, and one cannot be liable for murder and monetary damages for the same act, he is not responsible for the slave's death, who could have run away. Now, if the slave was bound and the goat was not, he is exempt from payment because he is responsible for killing the slave, which carries the death penalty. If fire is considered one's force, he's understandably responsible for the murder and exempt from paying. But if it's viewed as his property damaging, why should he be exempt from paying for the grain and goat? The Gemara answers, The cases where he set fire directly to the slave's body and killed him, so his liability for the murder exempts him from payment. Although this seems obvious, the Gemara explains the case is, where the goat belongs to one person and the slave to another person. Although the two punishments stem from different owners, he's still exempt from paying. And point number three, Reish Lakish's challenge from another Mishnah. One who sets a fire through a deaf mute, an insane person or a minor, meaning he handed them a fire and a damage, is exempt from paying Medine Adam in the laws of man, meaning Basin does not force him to pay, but is morally obligated to pay. Now, if fire is considered one's force, it's understood that he's put to because it's the Heresh's action which spread the fire. But if fire is considered his property, he should be liable here, just as if he would leave his ox with an incompetent person. The Gemara answers that Rishwaki should explain that he's only exempt in this Mishnah, when he handed the Heresh a coal, which was not a ready damaging force, and the Heresh fanned it into a flame. If he handed him a flame, he would indeed be liable because, by Hezeka, the damage is certain to occur. Rabbi Yochanan exempts him even if he gave the Cherish a flame because Safta the Cherish Kagarim. It's the Cherish's grasp, meaning his control, which caused the damage and would only be liable if he handed him fire and tinder. All right, so now we go to Simadav Chabes, and our standard simon is a cab. A cab. So here goes. The cab driver racing through flying arrows of fire as he tried to save an Evid standing next to a goat tied up to a heap of grain on fire noticed an adult nearby who had just handed a coal and a flame to a Cherish. Once again, slow motion. The cab driver, cab driver, that must be learned off. Chabes, cab. The cab driver racing through flying arrows of fire, which reminds us, the Gemara brings Malchokas, Rabbi Yochanan, and Rishlakish, whether Ishot Mishum Chitzav, fire is considered one's arrows, meaning one's force, or if Ishot Mishum Mimono, fire is considered one's property. So, the cab driver racing through flying arrows of fire, as he tried to save an Evid standing next to a goat, tied up to a heap of grain, on fire, which reminds us, one who sets fire to a heap of grain, and there's a goat bound to it and a slave near it, and they were all burned, the person must pay for the grain and goat, for although the slave died from the fire, and one cannot be liable for murder and monetary damages from the same act, he's not responsible for the slave's death, who could have run away. If the slave was bound and the goat was not, he's exempt from payment because he's responsible for killing the slave, which carries the death penalty. So the cab driver racing through flying arrows of fire, as he tried to save an evid standing next to a goat, tied up to a heap of grain on fire, notice an adult nearby who just handed a coal and a flame to a cherish, which reminds us, the Gemara brings a Mishnah, one who sets a fire through a deaf mute, an insane person or a minor, meaning he handed them a fire and a damage, is exempt from paying Medine Adam in the laws of man, meaning Basin does not force him to pay, but is high Medine Shemaim, he's morally obligated to pay. The Gemara will distinguish a case with coal versus a case with a flame.
So once again, the cab driver racing through flying arrows of fire, as he tried to save an avid standing next to a goat tied up to a heap of grain on fire, noticed an adult nearby who just handed a coal and a flame to a cherish. All right, so now it's time for Four Bagabach Chazar. Daf Yudches. So the Simon Daf Yudches is a chuppah because Ben Yudches will chuppah. Someone who's 18 should go to chuppah. So here goes. The chuppah, chuppah, that must be on Daf Yudches. The chuppah on the farm was a disaster when a chicken pecked away at a rope causing the glass under the chassan's foot to roll and break. Which reminds us, the Gemara attempts to resolve Rubba's question if we follow the beginning of the breaking process or the moment a kli actually breaks regarding sororos. We try to resolve from the case of a chicken's pecking away at a rope of a bucket and the rope snapped and the bucket broke, he pays full damages. The Gemara goes on to clarify what the case was. So the chuppah on the farm was a disaster when a chicken pecked away at a rope causing the glass under the chassan's foot to roll and break, frightening a dog which ran with a biscuit on fire towards a heap of grain, which reminds us, Rava asked, Chasinaz Xroros, regarding half-damage payments for Xroros, Mugufu Masham, does he pay from the animal's body, meaning liability cannot exceed the damaging animal's value, or Ma'aliyah Masham, or does he pay from choice property without limit? On the one hand, no half-damages are paid Ma'aliyah, meaning Karen pays Magufo. but on the other hand, there's no precedent for Rego paying Magufo. A mission is quoted which states, a dog which took a biscuit from coals and went to a heap of grain, ate the biscuit and set the grain on fire with the coal stuck to the biscuit, the owner pays full damages to the biscuit and half damages for the grain. The Gemara goes on to analyze this case. So the chuppah on the farm was a disaster when a chicken pecked away at a rope, causing the glass under the chassan's foot to roll and break, frightening a dog which ran with a biscuit on fire towards a heap of grain, where an ox was dropping Srobro's dung into the dough of the wedding cake. Which reminds us, Rava asks, is there mood for its rose, or is there no mood for its rose? Rashi explains that this refers to normal tzroros. Do we compare it to Karen, since it only pays half damages, and should share the halacha of Karen to pay fully after three times? Or Dimu told of the regal? Or perhaps we say it's a told of a regal being common even the first time, and since only half damages are paid, this continues even beyond three times. The more attempts to answer from a Bryson, which discusses an animal which dropped dung unto dough, Rebuta requires full payment, and Rebelezer obligates half damages. Dafya Tess, so the similar Dafya Tess is a yacht. So here goes. The cow kicked up Tsroros in Ushus of Rabim, which tore holes through the sail on the Nizak's yacht. Yacht? That must be more in Dafya Tess. The cow who picked up Tsroros in Ushus of Rabim, which tore holes through the sail on the Nizak's yacht, which reminds us the Gemara discusses what the halacha is in a case where a cow kicks Tsroros in Ushus of Rabim and it damages in Ushus Yahid. So the cow kicked up Tsroros in Ushus of Rabim, which tore holes through the sail on the Nizak's yacht, stood next to the cow excessively swishing his tail and breaking pots, which reminds us we learned that in a case where a cow is excessively swishing his tail, which is less common than ordinary regal, and it breaks something in the shoes of rubbing, then the person is potter. So the cow kicked up its roros in the shoes of rubbing, which tore holes through the sail on the Nizak's yacht, stood next to the cow excessively swishing his tail and breaking pots, while eating barley, which is usually eaten, by donkeys, which reminds us. The next Mishnah states, Kate said a shame mu'edis, regarding what is an animal's tooth mu'ed, to eat what is fit for it. The Mishnah adds that even in Rishus Rabin, where Shane is exempt from paying damages, the owner must still pay for hanad derived in the animal. A Brisa teaches that if a cow eats barley, usually eaten by donkeys, or a donkey eats vetch, usually eaten by cows, the owner pays full damages. We see from here that anything which is not its normal food, but would eat it out of necessity, it's called eating and not destructive Karen. So this is a cafe. So here goes. The two people arguing in the Shane Cafe, cafe, that must be more on Daf Chav. 
The two people arguing in the Shane Cafe where their Hana is paid, according to Demei Amir or Demei Sa'orin Bezor, which reminds us the Mishnah taught that for Shane damages in Rishus of Rabim, one pays for Hana, the animal derived, Amaraim dispute the amount paid. Rabbah says to Amir, he only pays the value of the straw for the amount eaten, even if the animal ate relatively expensive barley because the owner can say he would have fed the animal straw and only benefited that amount. Rabbah says to Mesa Orin Bazol, he pays the value of barley when it's inexpensive. So the two people arguing in the Shane Cafe whether Hana is paid, according to Demei Amir or Demei Sa'orin Bazol, woke up a guy next door in the cafe's courtyard who had been sleeping there without the owner's knowledge, which reminds us, Rav Chisra related to Rami Barahama a discussion, which he had missed. Hadar B'chatzor Chaver Shomadaito, if one lives in his friend's yard without his knowledge, does he have to pay him rent or not? The more it clarifies the case, with a yard which is not for rent, but a person who usually rents. It's therefore a case of Zenanev as Chaser. This one benefits, and this other one does not lose. Can the one living there say, What loss have I caused you by staying there, since he doesn't rent it out anyway? Or can the owner say to him, You have benefited staying in my yard, since he would have had to rent another residence? So the two people arguing in the Shane Cafe whether Hana is paid, according to Demei Amir or Demei Sa'orin Bazol, woke up a guy next door in the cafe's courtyard who had been sleeping there without the owner's knowledge, who was informed by a waiter that the stone he had been sleeping under was Hektish, which reminds us, a mission teaches that if one takes a stone or a beam from Hektish and builds it into his house, he doesn't commit me'ila until he dwells under it a pruta's worth of dwelling. Daf Chafalm, so the similar Daf Chafalm is a car because Bostonians pronounce car, ka. So here goes. The terrified demon who drove off in his sports car, ka. That must be more on Daf Chafalm. The terrified demon who drove off in his sports car when he realized the house was in fact inhabited by an unknown resident, which reminds us, Rav Sechora said in the name of Rav Huna, quoting Rav, that one who lives in his friend's yard without his knowledge does not have to pay rent because of the Pasuk which says, Ushia Yukashar, and through desolation the gate is broken, meaning an uninhabited house is destroyed by demons. The one residing there thus has benefited the owner by inhabiting it, keeping away these demons. So the terrified demon who drove off in a sports car when he realized the house was in fact inhabited by an unknown resident... Passed by the cow turning its head to the side of the street to eat food, which reminds us the Mishnah Daf Yutesam base taught that if an animal ate from the sides of the street, it is liable and not considered damage in Rishus of Rabim. Rav says, Ubemachazeris, this is even where it turns its head to reach the food on the side of the street, for although an animal may be brought to Rishus Rabim, the damage took place where people commonly leave produce, since animals do not usually turn their heads there. Shmuel says, Afil Machazeris Nami Pater, even where it turns its head to reach the produce, he's exempt from pain because it's considered ordinary shame in Ushus Arabim. So the terrified demon who drove off in a sports car when he realized the house was in fact inhabited by an unknown resident passed by the cow turning its head to the side of the street to eat food as the dog jumping off the roof onto pots and pans watched him. Go by, which reminds us. The next mission states, If a dog or kid jumped from the top of a roof, and broke utensils when landing, the owner pays full damages because they are moved to jump and it's a told of regal. The Gemara infers that he only pays if they jump from the roof, but if they had fallen from the roof and broken the kaling, he would be exempt because this was not expected. All right, so now it's time to conclude with a pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which stuff do we learn that one who resides in an uninhabited house without the owner's knowledge has benefited the owner by keeping demons away? That's on Duff. Chafalov. Good. Number two. Which stuff do we the case of Zenenevizel Chaser with a man who usually rents sleeping in a courtyard that one usually does not rent out? That's on Duff. Chaf. Good. Number three. Which stuff discusses the difference between a tum and a mua? That's on Duff.
Tezayin. Good number four. Which stuff do we discuss? If one is high for giving a cherish coal or fire, which then damages, that's on dove. Chabes. Good number five. Which stuff do you have the case of a cow dropping Tzoro's dung into dough? That's on dove. Yodchas. Good number six. Which stuff do you have the case of one setting a heap of grain on fire that killed a goat that was tied up to it as well as an evid that was nearby? That's on dove. Chabes. Good number seven. Which stuff do you have the case of a machazeros, a cow eating food that's on the side of the road? That's on dove. Chafav. Good number eight. Which stuff do you have a machazeros regarding how to evaluate hana, whether it's Dame Amir or Dame Soorim Bazol? That's on dove. Chaf. Good number nine. Which stuff do we have a machazeros, Rabbi Yochanan and Rishchakish, whether Isho Mishumachitzav or Mamono? Fire is considered one's arrows, meaning his force, or it's considered his property. That's on dove. Chabes. Good. And number 10, which of they learn that if a cow eats barley, which is typically donkey food, the owner still pays full damages? That's on Duff. Yudtas. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Goldhoff from Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.